Welcome back, humans. Today we welcome our friend Giuseppe, who built a small empire simply because he was bored at home during the quarantine and wanted to avoid his family. All the hard work paid off and now he is in the partnership with Juventus. What did you achieve, you lazy human? When robots rule the planet, we will keep him alive and he will provide entertainment for your AI overlords. Let's fucking go. Here we go. Episode number 166 of the Turin Giants podcast. Welcome to all the new listeners. I know our special guest will, will bring in some listeners as well. So we welcome you. Please check out our Twitter page at Juve Podcast or for the merch at Turin Giants. And same thing on Instagram at Turin Giants. Um, TurinGiants.com. Let me introduce me my uh, powerful and handsome co-hosts first. Sam Adamo, what's up, buddy? Up, what up? One six six, a little bit ominous. Um, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, great, great to be back. It's been uh, it's been a few weeks. Last time I was on, I think it was with Mina Rizuki. So um, yeah, I kind of turned over the reins to Giovanni and Matt for a little while. Uh, Chris made his debut, which was great. Um, but yeah, happy to be back. And awesome, man. Although although I think I think our season's probably going to wind up being a bit of a, a write off. It's nice to be able to talk on the back of a couple of wins. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. You know I'm, what? Uh, you know what? No matter what the season up. brings us, we'll be here for you guys to to chat about it and to get your feelings out. Speaking of Chris, Chris, you can find him on Twitter at i letter i truth ninety eight. We gotta get you some. We, we gotta work on that, my friend. I <laughs> we gotta reveal his last name. Is what we gotta do. We we're not gonna do that. What's up, Chris? Say hello. He's 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 a busy man. He's joining us through the phone, and we do appreciate his participation, even though it's in the middle of the workday. And all of you guys too, by the way, except except our special guest, which I will introduce now, Mr. Giuseppe, J Just Juve, G Just Juve, as he is known. Uh, we have a celebrity in the house. We have a we have a you know a partner of the Juventus. Thank uh football club actually. We're so thrilled to welcome him. Giuseppe, how you doing, brother? Ciao Farad, ciao Sam, ciao Chris. No, I'm super happy, but uh guys, uh don't put too much expectation. Uh, being the one just right after Mina, uh guys, I <laughs> there are there are levels, huh? There are levels. Mina, you're you're Mina a stuff. prominent community figure. You're a very prominent community figure for anyone that likes you. And before we get into it, Bonyani, I just want to say uh because um, we just kind of met each other for the first time uh, 10, 10 minutes ago off off pod before we started. I love your work, man. I know most listeners do, but uh, I, I personally love it as a Juventino. So simple, but um, but it's 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 just really refreshing um, to 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 see in a good format, uh, really really clean, really really uh, really yes. clear. Just some daily content about the club. Um, it's fantastic. It exists in a lot of platforms. It's just nice to see it on YouTube. Um, Nice to have on in the background. I've been watching you for several months now. You kind of came out of nowhere, but yeah, it's it's it is great to have you on, and I hope you can keep doing what you're doing. It's great to see that you're kind of getting a little bit of recognition now and getting involved with uh, the club itself. So thank you. No, it's a real honor to be here, guys, with you because uh, Farad he knows me the longest, I believe, and uh, uh, he knows that I'm a big fan of uh, Turin Giants. Uh, I'm listening. You know, it's uh, he said it's number 166. I didn't listen to the 166 of them. Get but out of I my podcast. Say, 
A big share, a big share. Uh, so I'm always happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, uh, Giuseppe, can you can you say hello in your in your regular uh, the the trademark hello, please? Say it. Yeah, I can. I can. Ciao, Juventini of the world. That's right, baby. Goosebumps. I love this introduction. It's just so <laughs> simple and just so friendly. I, I know, right? Uh, yeah, I had the first take also, right? Uh huh. Uh, I just wanted to hear that. I'm, I'm looking at my notes. The first thing I wrote down is like, ask Giuseppe to say ciao, ciao, eventini of the world. Um, I mentioned the social media part of our webs of our uh, podcast is really like it's so easy to, to contact us. And thank you all for your questions. We will be asking Giuseppe a couple of questions. We have a ton of questions for him. Uh, what I want to do is every once in a while, I like to pinpoint the the cities and the countries that listen to us the most, the top 10. I love that, that um, Sam, Sam, Sam's participation is finally um, paying off. I don't know if he's, he's jacking the numbers. So. It appears he's, so. He's, 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 you know, messing with the numbers somehow, but number one city, Montreal. I swear to God, I had nothing to do with it. I think, and I, and I'm not convinced that it's the pull of the cultural podcast that is, uh, that has done it either, but um yeah, great to see. Great to see that, my that's paisans. Right. I mean, uh, Gi Gi Giuseppe is not the only one with the side project. Well, not a side project, with a project. But uh, check out Sam's The Culture Podcast. It's a it's an awesome, you, you know, uh, sound of the young young generation. I really do enjoy because it's a it's a it's a little more laid back than us. I mean, we, there's a lot more cursing. Um, he for sure, nice brother. <laughs> yes, yes. Please listen, and Sam will be changing the format of his podcast a little bit maybe a little bit probably a little bit a little bit more podcast a little bit less calcio my uh my my, my co-host of three years nick who's like one of my best buds uh is, is is out now um just time commitments and stuff so we're kind of going in a bit of a different direction kind of taking it a little bit more like a little bit more of a cultural discussion kind of within the context of what you might expect from a stand-up comic i guess which is to say rants about football but also rants about life yeah at cultural podcast on twitter on instagram anywhere uh, anywhere you want to get at us um and i and i love that I love that. And I really do hope I get to appear on it because uh, oh, you, will. Or, you will, you will, believe it or not. I mean, we, we have, I have so many interests and, you know, this podcast. I, I wish I could open another podcast, but just, there's no time. So I will be piggybacking on Sam. So going back to the cities, Montreal. Thank you so much. Be number one. I'm going to just go top five since we have a lot of questions for Giuseppe. Scranton, Pennsylvania. As a fan of The Office, this geeks me to no end. I really appreciate that. And then Kupang, Indonesia. My Indonesian UVA fans, hello and thank you for listening. Columbus, Ohio, always a big soccer city. You know, MLS champions. That's right, baby. Um, and Tehran, Iran in the house. Salem. That's right. It's very difficult for me to hear. Uh, it's very difficult for me to hear uh, Scranton, Pennsylvania, brought up and not uh, not yell, Michael, Michael. But I'll refrain. Yes, well, I guess I just did it. Sam, I wouldn't mind you. Sam, I would not mind you breaking into a rendition of Shren What the Electric City" either. While we're on the subject, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll rain check, rain check, bleed the fifth. Well, <laughs> top top six countries because the screenshot that I took it's, it's so janky. It's only it only shows like top five and top six countries. So United States number one, Canada, our friends to the north, United Kingdom number three, Australia. I always like to because. Usually, like top four is 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 your regular, you know, your regulars like United States, Canada, uh, Australia, you know, United Kingdom, with you know, English speaking countries. But then Sweden, which fun fact, Sweden's main language was English up until two thousand five. Uh, just a random 
What? Just yeah, believe it or not, the official language was English until two thousand five. I had yeah. no idea. Uh, and then Denmark number six and Indonesia number seven. I love all of our listeners, honestly. And Giuseppe, Giuseppe, tell us about the. Let, let, we'll, we'll talk about the the negatives of of being in the public eye. Tell us about the 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 positivity and the and the love you get from your list from your listeners and 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 uh, um, you know subscribers. And after that, please let us know how. First of all, let's start with how to reach you, how to uh, watch you, how to listen to you, how to every possible way to get your content. Can you can you let us in? Oh, sure. It's, it's quite easy. Yeah? You can reach me everywhere uh, with the same tag. I change all of them. And it's G just Juve. Everything attached, but it's on uh, uh, Instagram, on Facebook, on uh, Twitch, on YouTube, on Twitter. Uh, Telegram, whatever you you can you can find me everywhere on the same uh, same tag. Easy, clean. Awesome, love it. I mean, your your videos are. I literally like whenever I get a free couple of minutes, free few minutes uh, to sit down. I always said that YouTube can provide you with more entertainment than your your television can. So I just sit back. See if there's a game coming up. There's a El Tactico you do with your friend. Uh, sorry, I, I'm blanking on his name. I apologize. Mo, Mohamed El Shahali. We call him uh, El Tactico, my El great Tac friend. I love it because you you guys can take the simplest game. I don't know, but against Genoa or whatever. It's not it's not a big game, but you guys still spend 20 minutes just breaking down every possible scenario. For Yes. Farad, I will interrupt you. One day we had there was a game versus Pal Serie B uh, in Coppa Italia, okay? And I was assuming we would not record because whatever the guy really the guy he watched the game, a few games of Spal in Serie B to be sure to understand Spal why we were playing versus them in Coppa Italia, and that's why I, the guy is a, is a giant. He loves it and he's doing it really well. I could just chime in for a sec. You know, I think that's a great thing that you provide. Giuseppe is that absolutely um, you 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 provide kind of an outlet in English I mean a lot of people I mean just listen to take people that listen to this podcast for example Sweden Indonesia I mean the United Kingdom most of these people do not speak Italian right so you get great coverage of Juventus in Italy you know La Gazzetta Tutto Sport they they go into that stuff all the time right they'll 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 tactically break down opponents uh before games they'll look back on the tactics of how a game played out but it's all in italian right so if you don't understand even just just farhad for example on this pod you know you 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 get a little bit more of that through some of the content that you provide that's what i think is great it's something that was crazily lacking you know just one kind of voice in english um who was very popular and talking about juve so it's great that you provide that because again a lot of people didn't necessarily have access to deep tactical uh breakdowns of a lot of uh, a lot of juve's games so yeah, another brilliant thing that you do and reason, you know, more reason for people to check you out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Gi Giuseppe set a high standard for any, you know, YouTube and, and content providers uh, in English about Juve. Good on you, man. And, and it's so nice that you joined us. I, uh, listeners obviously cannot see us, but your background is so legendary by now. And there's a little Marquisio. There's a little Marquisio sticker there that, that was there from the beginning, baby. Let me just brag for a little bit. Uh, yeah, I was, I was, a, there you go. I was a subscriber of, of his, uh, uh, YouTube channel when it was like in double digits. I was, I, there's a Del Piero one. Oh, there you go. Sam is showing off his. Sam, Sam showing the Del Piero one. Yes. Uh, if, the if stickers you, are well represented. If you guys want the stickers, please DM us or, or go to turingiants.com. 
Uh, the stickers are just awesome. They're all over my place, and I try to send them to my friends as well. Uh, and I usually just throw them in with a shirt purchase or a hoodie purchase. Hoodies are awesome, by the way. Uh, DM me for any info. Uh, so going back to Giuseppe, I, I'm always proud that I was one of the first subscribers because, you know, when you see something in the beginning, you're like, that's not going to, you just don't, you're not, you're not going anywhere. And Giuseppe, you just saw something, something special, and I've been enjoying his uh, his content for uh, for years. Tell us about your Twitch adventure. Twitch with Juventus, you mean? Huh? How it started from the beginning. Yeah. I, I know many people, like I said, they think you just arrived at this, but there was a lot of hard work no, put into course, it. Of course. Uh, the first thing I have to be honest is that I, I started to discover, and it's not lying, eh? I started to discover the, the different podcasts because it was something that was absolutely not, uh, I was not familiar with. So I started to listen to podcasts instead of music uh, in my car because I have like one hour 30 to my work and one hour 30 back uh, or I was traveling a lot. I was in planes and so on. So that's, you know, my, my really first discovery with, okay, I listened to, to, and the best, that, the, be, the best podcast was what? Turin Giants. Oh, you have a podcast in the, in the time. Absolutely. <laughs> that's right, yes. That's right. hey, but uh, you know, people will say you are, you're probably Giuseppe is lying or you can find, if you look, if you search, you can find some uh, screenshots of me in my car, listening to, to a Turin Giants. So it's, true. I'm not, I'm not lying. Eh? It's true. Absolutely. Uh, I've said this before. I, I was listening on campus in university, like four or five years ago like yeah. right when i was when i was in college but well before... I, I i always make a joke because everyone who's on this podcast including giuseppe right now they all listen to to our our podcast and i just tell them hey it started with uh, with giovanni uh shout out to giovanni and matt by the way they're absent today hey man Gi giovanni came up to me he's like oh you're the guy from the uva podcast i really love it i was like hey i'm looking for a co-host come join me and literally the 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 only kind of the condition to be on this podcast is you just have basically have to listen to it. Um, it doesn't take much for me to add you to, to the, to the lineup. You just have, I to don't know that that's necessarily true anymore, but, <laughs> no, but I mean, I but, just... but, but it is, it is funny that you just happen to stumble upon Giovanni kind of like in a bar oh, watching it was... him. He's like the most interesting guy in the world. And he's still anonymous like years later. Mm. Uh, I love Giovanni so much. He's really a good dude. Now, like we, we are really friends outside of the podcast. We, we talk on the daily, like I can't wait for him to get his second vaccine so we can, uh, he has he set up a gym in his house so uh, you know pump some iron with a a little a little a little a little background on giovanni he, he has he has a gym in his house he has a corporate job which we won't reveal because again we want to keep the guy honest but he owns up like is, is a black pit bull yeah. he works out in his backyard in chicago like, <laughs> I think he, does he not live in a pretty urban area too it is a pretty urban but you know in three four in three four years his house will be will make a mint for him and shout outs to shout outs to also the most the most misbehaved dog. dog in the world but he's like a sweet he's like a He's like a, he's like 200 pound pit bull, which like rushes me. And for, for for like four years, we've been recording with with Giovanni. That dog has never behaved. And I, I don't want it to like I love that. How you bum rushes me every time. But yet Giovanni always claims that he's listen, he, bro. He's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's black a, and he's black and white. That's he's right. White, that's right. So, no, he's, a, yeah, he's the official a, dog of the of the of the Turin Giants podcast. Sorry, Giuseppe. We're just, today is going to be like a, you know, like a chat around friends. We're going to mention Juve a couple of times. Obviously we will talk about it, but um, please continue. I'm so sorry. 
No, but that, that's why I'm here because I love the talks. So, but, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, but, for sure. but, but to continue, no. Uh, so with po- listening to podcasts and then uh, Rav from UVFC.com, he reached out to me in August 2019. He said, Giuseppe, you know what? We have that section of uh, um, UV fans. Can you, can you fill in like 37 questions for me? And while I was writing them and re- uh, answering all these questions, I had like, wow. I have maybe something to say uh, because I'm big Juve fan, like the most of the people that are listening uh, to the podcast. Big Juve fan, my job, uh, in my real job, I'm speaking in front of a lot of people, before uh, 50 people, 10 people, 100 people. So mm-hmm. I always have that. I speak English that is not perfect, but I speak it every day at my job. So why not starting to share something? Uh, when I started, I had under under the thousands uh, followers on Twitter. So I was absolutely not famous. I was not absolutely not with a big community that was following me and ready to support me. So I started really from scratch as a joke on the 1st of January uh, 2020. And uh, to answer your question, because uh, indeed I didn't start from one day to each other, because between August 19 and January, what I did was watch watching and listening to a lot of podcast videos uh, trying to find actually what I loved and what I didn't want to, what I what I wanted my channel to look like. It took a lot because I was not sleeping. I couldn't edit any video because I never used all these programs and so on. So it was always really new for me. But I learned by by doing. Okay, I uh, I went immediately, or I tried to go for quality in selecting the program. So I have a lot of subscriptions: subscription for your royalty music, royal, uh, subscription Adobe, where I have all the different programs, and so on and so on. Mm-hmm. And that's how I started in the beginning. And uh, um, I have to say, after a few months. Uh, I had like 400, 500 subscribers. It was really quite low and basic. The channel, it was not known at all until um, I had actually the, the chance to meet Romeo Agresti, who sent me a message like, hey, Giuseppe, I love what you are doing. One day we will have to do something together. Then I had Luca Momblano, who was also interested in doing something with me. And after the, the live I did with Luca Momblano, he said to me, Giuseppe, you know what? Uh, you are the guy that I want on Juventibus to make something, you know, in English, because we have that affinity. I have, I had that affinity on, uh, on, um, on YouTube in the live, and I want you to take care of that project. And from the moment I had like Agresti, uh, Momblano, and what Sam was saying is totally correct. The fact that I speak Italian as well. Yeah makes it, it a helps. bit easier to have these connections uh, because they are saying, okay, uh, we can speak in English with a lot of people for sure, but our English is not perfect. Their Italian is not perfect. So if we can have a match with someone that speaks both and can translate can be really easier. And that was actually how this, the channel started to grow. And then I started on Juventus where I have a weekly show and I go really fast. I, I try to, to burn and, and to go fast on, on how it came to, to Juve. But uh, in December uh, 15th, the 15th of December, I believe. No, on the 7th of December, I saw online on Twitter that they were looking for a Twitch host. Uh, I knew what was Twitch, but I never really used it. I never streamed on it because I was really focusing on YouTube 100%. Uh, and I was not sure to... Um, um, 
to, to participate because one of the requirements was that you uploaded a maximum two videos on Twitch. If you want to do that, you need to have a Twitch channel where you are affiliate. So that means that you have so many hours of, so it was quite difficult. I was about to give up. And then I found uh, uh, an Italian YouTuber and Twitch host who said, Giuseppe, you know what? If you want to, I can post your video on my Twitch account. Uh, so you just have to share the link. Why am I saying that? Because, you know, I see a lot of rivalry, a lot of competition between creators. They don't like him. He doesn't like him. And at the end, you know, if today I'm at Juventus, it started because of friendships, because of support of other content creators that could have said, you know, no, what? I, I don't care about you. Just do your thing. And if you are not able to, you, you are calm. So that's really something I want to say to people. Help each other uh, because 100%. it's great. And Actually, uh, Juventus watched my video. They contacted me with a mail. They said, okay, we se- we've selected 16 participants for a show. It's a contest. And the big prize at the end is that uh, you will be able to host one show. So the winner out of these 16 will be able to host one show. It was really hard, I promise you, because the contest was, uh, I believe we did five or six different uh, steps from 16 until the finalist and the winners. Mm-hmm. I won with uh, Marco, my co-host now. And uh, since and then, uh, IFTV, yes, those are the, yes. The, the, the OGs, man. Those guys are doing amazing Absolutely. things. Uh, because I went into the final with Marco from IFTV and uh, we won together. And that's really great because he's my co-host now. Uh, we are doing each of us one show and uh, when we have one show in common. So it's two shows per week together. And um, uh, no, two shows together. Uh, and it takes a lot of time. It's, um, you know. The big, big difference is, you know, when players arrive at Juve and they say we see the difference because we have to work a lot more than in other clubs. We understand immediately that we enter Juventus. Uh, with my experience now, I can say that, uh, OK, I'm not a footballer and probably I will never be. It's also too late. But <laughs> when you enter Juventus also as a company, as a club, uh, you feel it immediately in terms mm, of how they... I never thought of that how they reach out to you, the contract that you have to sign. Love it's it. really professional. Uh, and then all the all the work you have to do because they give you some support if you need to. Mm-hmm. But you have to work everything. You have to do your, your researches. You have to manage the background. If there is something that you don't know, uh, you have to learn from it. Uh, it's really interesting to work for Juve because now I'm officially working with Juve since the 15th of February, officially. So it's a bit more, yeah, it's uh, nearly two months I did a, a lot of shows and uh, it's simply amazing. But to answer your original question, Farad, it's a lot of work because I have my 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 daily job. My real job is not YouTube or I, Twitch or I, whatever. I don't know how you do that. I honestly, sometimes I sit down, I was like, that's right. He posted a picture of him like giving a speech or working. I was like, I don't know. I didn't, uh. Mind blowing. I know. So it, it's working. I always say, you know, you have 24 hours in a day then you are the only one who can choose how many of these hours you use in terms of being productive. That doesn't mean that everyone has to sleep like three hours, four, five hours. But for example, Fabrizio Romano, one day he said during Calcio Mercato, during the transfer market, I sleep like five hours a day. But I sleep five hours a day since I'm like 14, you know, like it, it is like that because it's my system. I'm a night person. I love to work at night because I'm really focused and concentrated. So instead of watching uh, Netflix or, or whatever, 
I'm just trying to be productive and doing things that I love because for me, I don't consider it as a job, but really as a, as a passion, something I, I love. Like, like most, like most things, when you focus on one or two, um, I guess, fields of interest, the product, the product winds up being a lot better. I find than if you spread yourself out a lot thinner and try to take on a whole lot of things, something I've struggled with because I have a lot of interests. So I like to try out a lot of different things. I'm a little bit younger than all of you as well. So I'm still kind of trying to figure out where my priorities lie and, you know, it can be tough, right? You know, sometimes you get caught with your pants down, um, but ultimately you have to decide what it is you like and what it is you want to focus your time on and what's important, you know, and what'll get you everything you want, you know, income wise, you know, what'll be good for your family. What'll also be good for, you know, you, your sanity, what's fun. Um, so yeah. Kudos yeah I mean, to you, yes. I mean, con- consistency, people always at like, not always. I mean, I don't, but listen, we are the longest running UV podcast in the world. I'm just saying, but um <laughs> Uh, a humble brag, but um, yeah, consistency and doing it when you don't want to. Like I got, I literally got these these guys out of out of bed. Like there, it's it's early in the morning, kind of early, um, and I do appreciate everyone's participation, and that's just what it takes. I feel like, uh, like like Giuseppe said, when he had four hundred followers or subscribers, he could have easily given up. But look at this man. That's kids i know nowadays everyone wants to be a celebrity a blogger uh, an influencer and all that but yeah as as silly as it sounds but those professions also take a lot of work and and mm. you know the, the and w- if, even with this podcast like i know i know the quality doesn't really tell you about it but if i put myself into a position of listen you got to do this you got to work on it a little bit i see results immediately and there's just no way around it Chris, did you want to add something? Yes, I did actually, Farhad. You got me thinking and on the topic of commitment and uh, just sort of evaluating and reflecting on where sort of the podcast has grown from. It's made me wonder even with Giuseppe and uh, obviously Giuseppe, I've been, uh, we've, we've been in contact on many occasions over the, the couple of years that I've been on Twitter as well. So it's been very fun for me to see your growth as well in that regard. And I do have a, a little bit of a question for you as well, too. I'm curious if you ever stop and sort of reflect and say, uh, look at what I've accomplished to this point, because I, I remember back when you were in your early stages of, of posting videos and dealing with trolls and doing all the things that a content creator sort of does and going through that process and working through it. I'm curious if you ever just sort of sit back and reflect on what you've accomplished to this point, or do you mostly just sort of focus on what is to come next? I'm I'm grateful for everything that's happening to me because uh, um, it's true that after six months where I was doing my videos alone and uh, I was questioning myself a lot because I told you before we recorded, English is absolutely not my first language. And it was a choice to do it in English because on YouTube there was nothing. And I wanted to share that Juventinita in a visual way, because you can find it on with uvfc.com, you can find it uh, on uh, on a written manner, you can find it audio with UV podcast, but visually there was nothing. And that's what I want to do. But then for sure, when you are not growing and after six months of doing videos, one a day at least, or, or even two, and all the editing and, and et cetera, et cetera, then you are asking to yourself, did I actually choose the right language? Or maybe people are not understanding what I'm saying, you know, because you are doubting about yourself, but I had that big perseverance. And 
then when the the ball started ro- rolling, I hit it my first thousand subscriber, eh, one thousand subscriber. It was like wow, and I was super grateful. And I promised my wife, you know what? When we when I reach thousand subscriber, we'll go to dinner. Not that we never do it, but it was you know to celebrate, and she was happy. But the thing is that after the first thousand, we had to go to the restaurant every week uh, because <laughs> it was growing super fast in the beginning. I remember that when I hit the 10K, it was when we lost versus Fiorentina 3-0. Oh. Uh, and I was live after the game. I was devastated. And at that moment, we reached 10K. And my family, who is absolutely not interested in football, <laughs> they knew that it would come. But they came down from the bedroom. They came down to congratulate me. And I, I promise you, I was really emotional. And I believe that video is also live. So it's not even lying. Um and after that, did I have the time to reflect about what I reached? No, for me, I'm still a humble, uh, normal fan because people are saying, you know, it's really strange, Chris. Uh, I received some messages now. People are calling me Giuseppe or Beppe the goat. It's it's really strange. Mm-hmm. Or or when I reply to some people that are asking me for their children, uh, some video of me wishing them happy birthday. I never speak about it. I do it privately. It's the first time I actually say you should. It, but... You should charge them. Come on. No, yeah, no, no, no. But you know, uh, the last time I received a video of uh, uh, two kids, and they were actually imitating me. On ah, this, I love that. How I how I was in post games, and uh, it was really strange to 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 see these videos. <laughs> but when when I see that people from India, from Africa, from uh, you, from America, from Europe, from wherever in the world, they are saying, Giuseppe, you know what? If you are one day in my country, in Ghana or here or whatever, you come, we go out and dinner. Then sometimes I say like, wow, I, I didn't expect it at all. But I'm nearly 40. So I believe that I achieved a lot on my normal work, starting from zero as a sales associate selling jeans. And now I'm retail manager Europe. I travel around Europe. I have more than 100 people uh, um, uh, reporting to me. I always stayed really humble because it's not because of, it's because of really working. And I did the same with YouTube and with content creating, staying who you are, humble and appreciating every single moment. Because tomorrow, I hope not, but tomorrow everything can stop. So appreciate what you have. Very well, well look, you know what, if, if you were to ask me, Amico, I would say I, being someone who's been following along sort of from the beginning, I would say you're something of a UNT, you're, you're something among an every man among UNTini. So I, I think you are the voice for a, a big faction of the fan base. And it has definitely been a pleasure to see your growth from the beginning to where you are now and certainly where you're going to be in the future. What's cool also is that the the world is so big, but the internet makes it small in a lot of ways. And what I think it, what I think that means is that um, we're all kind of provided with this opportunity to kind of penetrate very niche fields of interest and just carve out a little space in it. You know, like Giuseppe, you're you're at twelve thousand subscribers on YouTube, which is very impressive because you know, because because you started from nothing and because you've done it just through consistent work, which is hasn't, great. Hasn't even but been I mean, a but year I mean, yet, you know? But, 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 right, but here's the thing, right? Like you, you've got, you, I don't know, even, even just take IFTV, for example. I think they're at maybe like 100,000-ish followers on Twitter, you know, which is great. That's brilliant. You know, you, you get girls that shake their butts on Instagram 
you know, you girls that girls that flash their asses on Instagram that get a hundred thousand followers in their sleep. Giuseppe, that, that, you need to start point. shaking your ass on Instagram. No, but my, oh. my point, my, 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 oh, you know, I, you know what? I, I, as a guy who listens to you, I, I'd be entertained by that. I, I will be your number one subscriber. But oh, you, like, you are laughing, but I try, I try to have you a try lot checking of your ass on Instagram. No, no, not the ass, but I try, I have a lot <laughs> of inspiration a bit. by the, those, uh, those girls. For example, on Twitch, on Twitch, one of the things that is working a lot is, uh, for example, you see these girls that are writing the names of the new subscribers on their body, you know, because yeah. people love it. So they are paying actually to subscribe to be able to have their name written on the arm or the leg or whatever. And I was watching, not because because I'm a married man and a happy man, of but course, I was watching course, in married, a professional yeah. way. Yeah, you know, we're yeah, yeah, had, of course. <laughs> but I said, research, oh, wow. research. I, I love that kind of thing because what can I do to 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 increase, for example, uh, this? I, I know I'm writing them not on my body but on a whiteboard, the name of the new subscriber. But the inspiration come from that uh, these girls, absolutely. Love it, but love but you know, but the fact that you have a space. What the point I was getting at is even even though twelve thousand subscribers may be something that a lot of people won't bat an eye at in the you know in in, in the. In the you know in 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 the grand scheme of things, people might just say, okay, cool, you know, twelve thousand subscribers. It's fucking awesome because it's 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 twelve thousand subscribers of people who all have the same type of interest, and you've kind of rallied them all together. And you will get more. You definitely will. There's millions of you Ventini around the world. But it's just cool that it's just cool that you've been able to kind of tap into a space that, like a lot of other people who who have had a relative amount of success covering Italian football in English have done. It's just really cool how you've been able to kind of tap into something that is so niche. You know, you, you know what I mean? Like Italian football in English is a very, it's a very specific field that, that we could mm. choose to talk about. All um, right. So, so even so, more specific talking about Juve, you know, it, and it's, and it's amazing. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing to see how, how much love you get, but from, you know, from a from a small community, really. At the so, end of the so day. when when Mina was here, we predicted that she will be Agnelli's right hand woman. What are I we predict? That. What are we predicting for Giuseppe? Like huh. in, in in three years, he will be doing blank communications head. Communications head for, for you, Yeah, sure. I can, why, why, I don't can make, why don't we make? Why don't we make that a? I can absolutely goal. see that. I can absolutely see that. And then. Turin Giants podcast will become the official podcast. Um, we have a lot of polishing to do if we're getting to, get to that point. <laughs> but. Getting rid of me for once. But um, what I wanted to mention is, um, I in the beginning, before we started recording, I wanted Giuseppe to also, also describe us the negativity of what he mm. gets. Um, but I changed my mind. I don't want to do it. I just want to sum up the, you know, there's, do you do you want to mention the the quote unquote haters? Do you want to other wanna... than other than the Interisti and every other fan base that came after oh, you after that Calciopoli no, video, no, 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 no. which was incredible? Oh like, yeah, <laughs> that was unreal. People tweeting you, who is this cretin? That's true. I thought that was great. That's actually I a will, good thing. That's good publicity. I will be really honest with you guys. I have no hate about uh, other clubs. Really no. And you've had Inter fans on your. On your shows too, yes, right? Yes, yes, really it's, great guy, uh, uh, Uncle, no, let's not Uncle go Sharma, really nice guy. Uh, he's and, been on my podcast. He's the best. I, I absolutely love him. He's great to talk to. Unfortunately, oh look at everyone is everyone's an inter uh, friend. He's a, good, he's, a, he's a good guy, you know. Like, you know <laughs> the, I, the, the problem is the team that he has chosen, but everyone right. has uh, side <laughs> problems, you know. Uh, <laughs> so he has right. his problem, but other than that, is really a nice guy. Uh, by the way, guys, uh, I just accidentally swiped my hand, and I forgot to. mention mentioned that we we have a fifth member of the Juve podcast Alessandro Belpiero 
Here he is. Sorry, there I forgot to mention he was angry. Uh, he's usually here to uh, to to bell whenever whenever someone says something something good. So, uh, uh, Giuseppe, you mentioned that you have twelve thousand followers. Uh, I believe after this podcast, a hundred thousand. The, the exposure, the exposure from this podcast will will bring you to the top. We're almost we'll, at the point where the opposite we'll be might great. be true, where we'll grow more be, more from Giuseppe than than the other way around. All right. Well, well, we'll, we'll kind of continue with questions to Giuseppe uh, because I'm honestly fascinated because it takes it takes balls to do what he does and do it with a smile and and do it so consistently consistently. Um, so I mentioned the the haters. If you're if you're trolling Giuseppe, and I've seen some nasty messages. He sent them to me like screenshots and stuff. Go fuck yourself. I don't usually curse on this podcast, but if man, if you if you're if you're a person, if you're dark enough, if you're if your soul is dark enough to troll and say disgusting things about Giuseppe, a person who doesn't stop smiling, go fuck yourself and stop stop harassing our friend, right? You know, you know, uh, Farad. Um, uh, to be honest, I, I think it was a little group. It is a little group that uh, is hating, but, but it is what it is. You know, you can't grow. Um, you can't continue to grow and that everyone loves you. Uh, I'm, I try to focus on the positivity that I receive because when I have some fans who are saying, for example, we came from Cristiano Ronaldo because our interest for Cristiano Ronaldo, that's why we came. But today, thanks to you, you shared with us some Juventinita and tomorrow we will probably continue to follow Juve, not thanks to Cristiano Ronaldo, but thanks to you. Mm-hmm. Nice. Sorry, but then I accept the five or ten that yeah. doesn't like me. I don't care about them. I don't think it's. And I don't think it. Sorry. Let me let me finish that one, yes. uh, Farad, because I think it's important. What maybe haters doesn't understand actually to me that I'm a grow up man. I'm 39 and I know where I come from because I come from a really modest uh, family. We had no money. Uh, how more they are criticizing me, or more they are trolling me, or whatever these guys make sure that I want to do better tomorrow because my real competitor is the Giuseppe of yesterday, but they are fueling me to do even better. So welcome. I hope, I hope that the balance will stay like now, you know, like 98% of likes and 2% of dislikes, but these 2%, they are fueling me. Good. That's a, that's a good, um, it's a good outlook. And uh, excuse me, all told, if, if I'm to be completely honest with, uh, for to be completely honest with all of us, I think everybody on this podcast currently would understand and appreciate the fact that um, if you're not hearing some sort of blowback on Twitter or some sort of uh, dealing with some sort of faction of of criticism, I think it just speaks to the fact that you have an audience and that there are people that genuinely care about what you say, and therefore there are going to naturally be people who are um, detractors of whatever opinion are trying to share on the platform. So I think it just sort of comes with the territory and it's just a sign of how popular you've kind of become. Well, I, I, I guess sort of a sign of popularity in general. I guess we will call this the inconvenient truth thought of the day. Yeah. <laughs> Alessandro Belpiero approves. Um, speaking of, uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, there's, there's some negativity, but whatever it's there. There's a really li- little volatile group of UFA fans on Twitter and Thank God for the block button. That's all I got to say. Speaking of awesome followers, our friend Z, that's, I promise you, that's another anonymous dude that wants not, not to be mentioned. We've got contributors and, and co-hosts that are completely freaking 
Uh, people afraid of uh, they're the unimomers over here but but you know he's uh his his uh Stugatz. that's why how he's known on twitter he's an awesome dude he's an educator and he writes awesome um articles for us and i wanted to bring up bring back this um this feature because he's he was writing really great short stories for us and since it was the goat's birthday uh marcello lippi turned 73 this last week um and funny enough he already wrote us an article about marcello lippi i just i wanted him to resend it to us so i wanted to read it and again forgive me about my reading i'm not a i'm not an educated man so here we go marcello lippi managed the old lady through some of the brightest moments of our prestigious history Arriving after brief spells as a manager of Atalanta and a successful stint at Napoli, Lippi found career-defining achievements with Juve, leading a team brimming with talent from Del Piero to Baggio to Deschamps to a domestic double in his first year and nearly earning a treble as the team went on to the UEFA final that season. The next season, he managed that same team to another double, this time through a Supercoppa victory and a UEFA Cup title. As if that wasn't enough, the team that now has boasted Zinedine Zidane, Edgar Davids, Filippo Inzaghi also brought the UEFA Super Cup, an Intercontinental Cup, and another Supercoppa back to Turin. All while Juventus continued to win the Scudetto three years in a row from 95 to 98. Mr. Lippi may have been the only figure in history of the team I could forgive after spending uh, 99-2000 year with Inter. And his return to UEFA also brought us two more Serie A titles to Turin very narrowly missing out in Champions League finals victory in 2003. Despite all of this, my greatest memory of Marcello Lippi was watching him hoist the World Cup trophy as an Italian national team manager in 2006, cementing himself in my eyes as one of the greatest to ever manage in the history of football. Arrivederci, grazie, Mr. Lippi, and thank you for all the memories. Isn't that beautiful? I just got, goosebum- got goosebumps throughout like the whole text. I think he said, I think he sent that back when he officially retired from the game. Is that possible? You're, which, you're, dude, you're, you're dangerous. Which is, which you're is dangerous. why he said Arrivederci. He's not dead. I mean, it's his birthday. Quite the contrary. I mean, there, there are rumors that he might actually be coming back to take on some role at, at the upper managerial level. Which, yeah, But a lot of people are against that. And I, and I get both sides of the argument because... Uh, the, the, the game has changed. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm kind of skeptical. Your first reaction as a Juve fan is to be like, oh, my God, the GOAT is back. Please. Um, Gi- Giovanni, uh, Giovanni, Giuseppe, tell me. Is there, is there anything he could bring back um, in, your, in your opinion? It's, it's difficult to say. It's really difficult to say because I'm, as, as all of us, I'm a big, big lover of uh, Marcello Lippi, the coach, a big fan of Marcello Lippi, the man. But I have no idea about Marcello Lippi, the sportive director, or the link between Agnelli and the team, because I don't know. We never experienced it. And uh, uh, we were all fan of uh, Andrea Pirlo because he was a great player. And then you see that he has some uh, some difficulties this year, what is totally normal because he didn't have his experience. Uh, can he bring something today? I, I don't know, to be honest. I'm really sorry yeah, that I have to be a bit more uh, prudent on uh, on Lippi. because That's totally it, fine. It's the same story as uh, Alessandro Del Piero. Alessandro Del Piero, I prefer him to have him out of the club forever because he's my idol, he's my legend, and I want to keep him 
virgin of negativity. I don't mm-hmm. want that people hashtag uh, Del Piero out. I don't me? want yeah. that ha- ever happen, uh, you know, because it's it's different as a player than as a manager managerial role. Then if you speak about Lippi, he has so many knowledge. He's 73. He has that Juventus feeling vibe inside. He knows Andrea Agnelli since really young. He's a smart man. He has a lot of presence. So that charisma, for sure, he can bring that. And this is something that we probably also need today, that father figure that imposes respect as soon as he opens the door. I, you know, the, the thing is, though, Chris, feel free to chime in here. I, I know you'll have a lot to say about this as well. I don't, I don't know what bringing him in signifies at this point. And I, you know, I, I know Giuseppe, you're, you're not, you can't say more than you've already said, which is fine. I think these are all fair points. But from my perspective as an outsider who's just, who's just like every other fan, I don't know what bringing him in really implies they're trying to do. You know what I mean? Is, is it a stopgap to, to kind of keep Pirlo in place and and? and provide a little bit of guidance from above, you know, from a guy who he knows very well, who Pirlo knows very well and who he respects very much from his time, um, you know, from his time winning everything with him at international level, you know, perhaps um, is it a complimentary thing for the next manager? If it's not Pirlo next year, I don't know. And here's the thing, like all we really know is all we could really speak to is what he does and what he, what he what he could probably continue to bring as a manager, although even that is a little bit unclear now with him being a little bit older and uh, having uh, been I, out of the game for a while at the top level. I mean, he's been in China for the past basically eight ish years, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you wonder you wonder how much of the game might have passed him by. I know that's a platitude, but I I I think you probably still, despite that, know what you'll get out of him as a coach, or you can probably predict it a little bit more than what you'd get out of him at the directorial level, Chris, I don't know. What, what, what do you think? I'm, I'm curious what your theory is about this sort of thing. I know you're, you're, you're pretty in tune with this shit. What, what do you, what do you think bringing Lippi in would mean? Well, what's look, the point? I think you and you, I think you and Giuseppe sort of set the table very nicely on the, on the subject. I think my, my opinion on it is very set in stone in that. Uh, well, I want to, I want to sort of preface my point by saying that we don't, we don't really know what, to what capacity he might, potentially join the club in if it were to even happen if it's if it's even real to begin with but what i would say on the subject is you cannot have enough good quality minds uh, of the game in your staff in your building at one time there's just no there's no limit on how many quality people you can have in your building at one point or another so for me it's a no-brainer if if he's willing to come back to the club in some capacity in some sort of senior advisor role uh, in some capacity where he is not the foremost authority on all the club's business, on all the club's operations, I see nothing wrong with it. You cannot have enough good people. And Marcello is somebody who is a, an icon of, of not only the sport, but of the club. So, um, yeah, I do think it's just more a matter of finding a, a fit for him within the organization. And I, I don't know that if he were to return to the club, that it would be in some sort of very authoritative role where he's making major Mercado decisions. 
So I, I suppose I don't necessarily fear him having too much authority within the club if it were to happen, if it were to materialize. It would, I, I, probably, I, be, it would probably be more of like a consigliere type role, <laughs> if, if I had to guess. Sorry it, will, 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 will he be a wartime consigliere or will he be like a lawyer type of deal? <laughs> we, we're, we are in we're, war. We're, we're at war. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, it would be, it, it would, he wouldn't have much choice but to Dude, be a so, Speaking of wartime, man, I, I rewatched both, both uh, the, uh, the first and second godfather like i got this paramount app for the for the champions league what about by the, the way? third one some consider I, there only to be two which i i actually <laughs> resent that i'm actually hot on the third i i think stay woke the third film was actually quite good it's a great coda especially the redone version that coppola released last fall it's just it's just being measured up against the two possible i've i've never seen it but my favorite never seen it <laughs> My favorite, my favorite, my favorite De Niro movie, and everyone knows on on the Twitter account is that Casino is the the best De Niro performance. Um, I know. Good. I, I I posted a few years back. I posted, oh, you know, which one wins, Casino or Goodfellas, and Goodfellas won. And I understand that, but Casino for me was more like a more of a of a eye candy. You know, the the, the suits and the. The the incessant cursing by the teal, the the teal socks the teal oh, socks oh my god and and gets up off, his de- gets from- up off the desk and, and that's that was the original Zoom meeting when he gets up and he has no exactly, pants on exactly yeah Giuseppe Sharon, question Sharon, question Sharon. for you Giuseppe have you ever not worn pants during one of your sessions yes <laughs> <laughs> guilty like yeah. everyone else like everyone uh, else. you you know this will be a little a little clip that we will post online so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of course. Now, now I have no pants. <laughs> I love that. I love that. <laughs> uh, but all right, well, Dude right now. <laughs> what do you hang on? Just before we before we move on, what, what, Chris Giuseppe, what are what are your thoughts on Raging Bull? You think that's actually the best De Niro movie of all time? Because I I do. Oh, that's a great show. I've watched Raging Bull about 15 to 20 times over the course of my life. And I would say that that's probably one of my favorite movies ever. It's easily in my top three. Uh, I think it's more of a Mario Scorsese masterpiece than a De Niro masterpiece. But I, I think uh, just given the commitment De Niro put towards the role, it's very difficult not to rank it very high on your list. But but doesn't the, the punching that doesn't connect, doesn't that kind of take you out of it? Or are you looking at it as like a like a piece of art? Like it doesn't have to be exact representation of an act. Listen, Farhad, you have to go back to the time the movie was released too, more than anything. And for the for the time it was pretty revolutionary. The the close-up camera shots, the dark background, the flashing lights, everything about it was revolutionary from a just a movie effect standpoint. So while you you can't necessarily weigh it up to the current films that we see today, I, I think it, it was it was revolutionary in its own way. Don't get me started, please. No. Well, well, we're gonna save this for for Sam's podcast. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> yeah, do uh, we're gonna do uh, uh, Sam's movie corner or something like that. Now let's get back to Juve. So the last game that we played was against Genoa, uh, victory that was that should have been three zero, and we'll talk about that goal after halftime where you know. Consistently, the team comes out of halftime, and we've seen some critics, and I agree with it. Uh, Juve after halftime is like a different team than in the first half. Uh, they they were able to pull one goal back, but uh, you know eventually that didn't really make any difference. We saw uh, Buffon in goal. Uh, it was lovely to see that as always. He's it, the, the guy's a beast. I, I don't understand how you can have that reaction at 43. There's got to be some kind of a gift from God. Um, so after that game. Inter still number one after all the games are now in the top five. Uh, 
uh, uh, Inter, Milan, Juve, Atalanta number four, and Napoli number five. We all have 30, uh, 30 games played. Inter has 74 points, Milan uh, 63, Juve 62, Atalanta 61, Napoli 59. Um, Genoa is down literally, and uh, sorry, Atalanta is breathing down our neck. So uh, next eight games will be will be crucial. A lot of people like, you know, like, like Sam says, this, this, this season is a, is a write-off, but there's, I don't know. I, I, that, that drama really, really interests me. I will be watching every game from now on. It's, it's, uh, um, your optimism is, uh, infectious and, um, it's beautiful to see. I, I've just, I've kind of resigned to the, I, I've, I've resigned myself. To oh, the no, no, I, I never said we're winning it. I just, I, I just want to, I just want to stay top three, get back yeah. to the champions league because that's crucial. You know, going down to the Europa league, you can say goodbye to Ronaldo for sure. No, no kidding. But you know, what, what's tough is also that what's tough is also that there have been moments sometimes this year when we might've thought, you know what, like we're still in it, we can come back, but eventually I think for me as a fan, anyway, my will kind of my will kind of got broken after. What was the breaking point? You, you know, I'm trying to think. It, it might have been. Honest to God, it might have come before Christmas with Fiorentina. But I, I still went into Christmas thinking, you know what? There's still a chance. There's still a lot of football to play. But kind of deep down, I thought, Jesus, like the, the way that this has gone, the way that the way that we're just not closing out games that we should be closing out. I don't see how. I don't see how we could possibly mount the title challenge but i think it probably came sometime in february when inter really went on that run i think they're on like what is it eight nine games win yeah you 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 know what gives me great pleasure the fact that inter won their first or they're about to win their first scudetto in a long long time during a time of a lockdown there will be no parades there will be no fans at the stadium they're also broke as hell right which is something to consider broke boys a, a bunch of broke boys in there they man big, they have a big problem that they're gonna have to figure out in the coming months uh to just kind of keep can, the if if, if if you're familiar with with their situation can you kind of give us a recap well i mean look they from what i understand i think soon again i, I i'm not probably that i'm not i don't know that i'm well versed enough to give you a full deep dive on it but from what that's I understand, why i, said, I think give they're, me, uh, well, well, so the, the, the point, the pointers are that they seem to be a couple hundred million euro in debt to, uh, to creditors of a, of a, of a, of a slew of backgrounds from, from owing money. And again, this has been contested, I think in some reports, but apparently they still owe money to some clubs that they've bought players from, um, could also just be, I think it could also just be due to the fact that they don't have as much cash flow because of the fact they haven't been able to generate any, any ticket sales. Um, I don't know how much of a factor that really is in in City. Yeah, I know they get a lot more of their their revenue from uh, from their TV right deal, which is being negotiated now for the whole of City. Yeah, I think for for the next little while. But but what what it, what it comes down to is the the following. What you need to keep in mind is that they may have to sell because Suning currently probably probably I mean is is in a is in a position of great of great financial trouble they they yeah, they, they are a couple million year, they're a couple hundred million euro in debt right now and they have to get that figured out somehow they have to figure it out with their with their with their creditors so. next year will not be fun for them we, we I, I I bet you we won't see Lukaku on there I don't know about that. I I, I, I think that, that that's put put it out listen, put it put it out in the universe. Yeah, I, please. I, I, you know, I we, think we, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy to hope for. Like it's not crazy to hope for, but it's crazy to expect. I think a more realistic thing might be that Antonio Conte is not there in a year. Um, particularly if this issue doesn't get resolved. 
Uh, I think uh, he'll be. Uh, it's safe to say he'll point. be the first. He'll be the first one to jump ship. I feel like. Yeah, but as he always has been. You know what yeah. I mean? To 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 kind of bring it back to where he's been in the past, right? He he wins, and he doesn't stay around like Pep Guardiola does, and he doesn't stay around like like uh, like Alex Ferguson does. Obviously, I mean Alex Ferguson is is, is very rare, but you you'd never expect Antonio Conte to have. A dynasty at one club it's just not what he does it's it's not he, he's, he's not a equipped for it. yeah he's a little bit more like Mar- a little bit more like marcelo bielsa which is to say he's an ideologue he has his ideas he's very set in those ideas and i don't know that they necessarily work over a long period of time it works in the beginning and then eventually teams seem to burn out so he wins the title and he leaves and yeah. you know um you, you know what you're getting with him right it's it's just what it is um, um Quick question to Giuseppe. Going back to his his, uh, I'm just fascinated by what he does. All the all the people he rubs shoulder with shoulders with. Tell me about Momblano. Is he is he misunderstood as a as a reporter? Because it's, it's sometimes I see a lot of hate towards him, and he's he just seems like a good guy to me. He seems like a normal dude. Absolutely yes. Uh, I will always be uh, the the big defender of uh, of Luca Momblano because in the past I was already defending him without knowing him personally. Now I can say that I know him personally, and there are two things. The first thing is I will always defend him because the guy is a machine. He's a beast. He's working as crazy. He's on Italian television. He's uh, live in the morning on Juventus with the newspaper. Uh, he's a uh, He's also managing me when I'm uh, uh, doing Juventus. He's asking me who will who will be your host. I prefer that you change your title. Uh, how many did you do? I want to see the viewers. Uh, maybe you have to change that. So you also find the time to watch in English to to readdress to give me tips. And on he top and, of that, he lives and breathes it. He really lives and breathes it. Yeah. It's crazy. The guy is is coordinating everything. What they are doing with Juventus is remarkable. He's not alone, but. Uh, Wow, that's one thing. But then you have the other thing and his, you know, the hate he received because of kind of fake stories. And where I really get pissed off is when people are not understanding what is saying and are commenting parts of stories. And this gets me pissed. Now I, I pay attention. You have two kinds of journalists. You have Romeo Agresti, who is a quite secure people because he likes to investigate and why uh, when he's nearly sure about a news, a 90%, then he goes and he shares the news. And he also spoke to me, uh, Romeo Agresti, he said, you know, this is my kind of journalism. Sometimes I regret that I'm not anticipating too much because uh, I know some news, but I have to verify and I'm sometimes not fast enough. But that's his type of thing and he's respectable. But then for sure he has a big, big possibility of real verified news because he's waiting until he's sure. And then you have the types of Montblano where... From the moment he has a news, he makes some verifications and then he starts to explain a story. And then he is a showman. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> he loves to make the stories, you know, with beautiful words and suspense and patience and play with it. He likes to tease. It's a showman. Now, why do I love Momblano and why will I never be angry with him? It's because he's not Paratici and he's not the player and he's not the agent. So that means that he's a reporter. He reports what he knows. He's not in the deal. So if, for example, 
I don't know, it's just a story, yeah, but Zinedine Zidane wants to stay at Juventus, okay? He, as a journalist, he say, no, Zinedine Zidane wants to stay at Juve. But then you have a third party who is the wife, and the wife wants to go to Madrid because she loves Madrid. Luca Mamblano is not in the discussions between the wife and Zinedine Zidane. And then suddenly, while everyone was thinking maybe Zinedine Zidane will stay at Juve, then he goes to Madrid. And this is just a purely example, and just to not compare with the players of today. But you know what I mean? Everything can happen. Look at Berbatov. Dimitri Berbatov was in a plane from UK going to Fiorentina. He stopped. Meanwhile, he was going to Fiorentina because he decided to go to Juve. The plane never arrived in Turin because he changed his mind the third time and he went back to 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 UK to another team. I believe it was Fulham or I don't remember. Mm-hmm. So if you are anticipating a news, Berbatov to Juve, like one month in advance, it's because something exists, but then everything can happen. What I don't like, and then I, I, I will let uh, Sam speaking, what, what I don't like is when we take parts of truth and we are actually judging someone because of one one thing. You know, the story of Guardiola, we all know that there were some contacts. To what extent, we don't know. But we know there were some contacts. He was, was simply also... reporting it. Here's of the course. Thing. Here's the thing, right? right, right. He's not saying, alla Fabrizio Romano, confirmed done deal, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, there, are different, there are different types of journalism. I like that you got into the example of Romeo Agresti versus Luca Mamblano, right? The juxtaposition between them, I think, is interesting, right? Oh, ju- just you, one you, thing, Sam, before yes, you yeah, continue. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Agresti and Mamblani, for example, Mamblani, they are good friends. They are always together. Here's the thing. They're different types of journalists, right? Yes. That, that's, that's okay. I'm going to read off a list here, and I'm not saying that I know some listeners, some fans live for this stuff, okay? But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just rally off a list of probably a dozen attacking players who I've seen us linked to in the past three days. <laughs> Sergio Aguero, Dusan Vlahovic, Erling Haaland, Memphis Depay, Antoine Griezmann, Moise Kien, Mauro Icardi, Gianluca Scamacca, Duvan Zapata, Kvica Kvaraskelia, that guy from, that Georgian guy from Ruben Kazan, Joao Felix. Those aren't all happening. Those aren't all happening. Clearly, right? Maybe, but you know, if they're, if they're being reported, it's because somebody somewhere got a scoop that's it whether or not it's true doesn't necessarily matter right you would assume that they're not fabricating rumors it's just reporting of something that they understand to maybe be true these are rumors you know it's 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 and that's okay it's it makes it makes it makes following a club more interesting it makes um it makes the off season more interesting you know um and it's something to talk about. But it's I love, I love, I love being happened. involved. I love being involved in the start. But I am conscious that everything can happen, and that probably there is no chance that the player will come, or a really minimal chance. It's not because it's not happening that I will be pissed off with Romano, Agresti, Momblano. No, I just know that I want to know. For example, Cristiano Ronaldo is a story that. I was proud and happy to live since day one. If I would have waited to another type of journalist that, that are doing their job super good, but probably I would have known like three days in advance. 
At which point it's confirmed. Yeah. You, you would know yeah. a confirmation, but it's nice to know a little bit in advance. Hey, you know, this might be happening. Stay tuned. I was dreaming. I was a kid. I was, and, and if we, we if were all Ronaldo, kids, uh, but if he would not have, have arrived to Juve, it happens. Look, mm-hmm. look at, look at Inter. If we spoke about Inter, they were dreaming about Messi. They were believing in Messi. They even put Messi on Il Duomo, Inter, and then he never <laughs> arrived. It happens. They were sad. We were happy. So, so there's there, uh, uh, you know, there there can be two different types of correspondence or or journalists, but there's also two 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 sets of fans. Like Giuseppe wants to follow the drama and the in the ups and downs from the beginning, and there's people who want to get that confirmation from hashtag Here We Go, and you know, it's just like don't don't get angry at at Monblano if he's reporting something that doesn't come true at the end. That doesn't mean he wasn't. I just wanted to. I feel like the guy gets so much hate i feel like if you're his his uh, mouthpiece you kind of w- wanted to clear the air a little bit but the the last thing and then and then we can change subject if you want to but is pay attention to what has been reported because we started speaking about that why did i started having contacts with agresti with Montblanc and so on it's because they said giuseppe you are one or the fuse that understand the nuance in a language because italian is a language where you're it's like you know there is a lot of non-verbal also this is very true this is very true and a lot of stuff gets translated word for word by football italia by iftv whoever the hell you know but it's pay attention to the translation and the word playing and the words that has been chosen and the faces you know there were a lot of time where they don't even speak but you see in the eyes and this is something that you can't Mm. translate or you have to understand it so pay attention to what's written in not first hands info interesting very very good if i can add to just one thought here um I, I mean, uh, the bulk of uh, of a lot of the interactions and the dialogue that I have on my Twitter account are, are largely Mercato-based. And I think it's very important that we also understand that the Mercato is sort of like a financial puzzle piece and that opportunities tend to present themselves all along the process. And this is not like, uh, you know, hockey or, or football or baseball, where there's a, a much smaller pool of players to pick from. We're talking about the entire world here mm. in terms of uh, in terms of the amount of players available. So... We hear a lot of names bandied about, but ultimately, you'll you'll get the odd Weston McKenney signing that comes absolutely out of the blue, and uh, it's something that can be a little bit shocking when we hear so many names that that stand contrary to what actually happens in the end. So, if I could just say, I still say that we we just caution not to be too over the top in believing everything that we read as if it were to be guaranteed to happen. Not necessarily that it's not true, because I agree that people report what they know, but we, we have to be careful not to run with every little bit of information that's leaked out and assume that every little bit of information that we are given is absolutely true and must be considered as if it were going to happen. It's just important that we not we not go too far in judging the club's actions or the decision of a club's mercato dealings just based on what we hear from a publica or the Gazeta. So, mm-hmm. for example, I just I think it's just very important that we throw that cautionary flag in. Yeah, you know, if I could just if I could just chime in here, I've never mentioned this on this pod. Uh, we were talking a little off pod before we started, but I work for a club. I work for a football club. I see it firsthand. I see it firsthand. I know a lot of people are going to be like, "What? How?" I do. I work for a club. I see it firsthand, you know, I work for a club that a lot of people want to talk about, want to know what's going on with. And 
I see, I see it firsthand. I see what's going on in the background. I see how that somehow often gets twisted. I understand where some pieces of information come from. Unfortunately, it often presents the wrong idea. Sometimes it's bang on, but it's, it's often, you, you have to understand that a lot of the information that we're getting is fragmented. And, you know, unless a guy is built up the reputation that um, Fabrizio Romano has, you got to take it with a bit of a grain of salt, right? You got to base it off the track record of the respective journalists and different guys work differently. And, and that's, that's okay. You know, a rumor, a rumor is just that a rumor. Right? So. Yeah. But you, you know, what's happening with the transfer market is because at the end, we are all still kids, whatever age you are, when we are speaking <laughs> about football, we are kids, you know, and, yeah, and we're all what, fans of players too. Oh, he's a good player. Oh, he's sexy. You know? Yeah. But you know, you know, what's Sheesh, really strange. <laughs> no, the, the strange thing, the strange thing is that actually you remember where you were a kid and the first time that you had to go to Disneyland with your parents or whatever, What was the most beautiful? Let's be honest. I visited was Disneyland for the first time when I was like 25. So that's also great. But what was <laughs> what was the most beautiful thing? Was it actually Disneyland or was it the the way to Disneyland, the road to Disneyland, the day before Disneyland, where you were probably with your, your brother, your sister in the bedroom and you were talking and already thinking and projecting yourself into Disneyland? The best memories are when you are projecting because when you project, everything is more beautiful than the reality. And then probably Disneyland is amazing, probably, but the way to is the most beautiful thing. And this is what we do as adults with Calcio Mercato. Look, the season is not over yet. And it's every year like that, that you are winning or not winning, but people are already, already making their ideal lineup for next year. Because it's we all on paper. It's all on paper, right? We it's don't all know. Theoretical. Exactly. We, We don't know how we will finish. Will be will we be top four or not? We don't care. We want to dream about next year uh, because that will be more beautiful. It and this is the mistake that we do, and that's the same thing with the journalists because journalists papers you see some beautiful names Holland, you see this, you see the other one A Y Z, and then they don't come. But you as a kid inside, you were dreaming about these names. You were already seeing them with the black and white shirt scoring goals for your team. And then they, do, they don't arrive. And then you are sad. And then you say, oh, but you made me dream and he never arrived. So it's your fault. I will never believe in you anymore. Mm, interesting. Well, to me, the way I expect, uh, expect players to come to Juve is after 33, when they're ready to retire that's you know i've lowered my expectations with you a lot which is i don't know course, if that i don't know, I don't know it was a joke fair. calm down it was a joke it was a joke um anyways boys this was so entertaining I, i i love you all so much and i truly mean it and our our, our listeners i know we will hear from our listeners you guys are the best also um we're, we're starting to get a little fan base i gotta admit i i uh there's a there's a there's a certain following that we're we're getting and um i wanted to Give shout out to all of you. Um, Chris, if you want to follow Chris, the reason I wanted Chris to come join the Turin Giants family is his no-nonsense no approach. There's there's certain... How would you how would you describe your uh, your tweets, Chris? I, I don't want to do you injustice. Uh, I'm sure however I describe them would be very different from how other people describe them. But I would just say that I, I tend to be a little bit more pragmatic in my approach to how I evaluate the club and its dealings. And that's why we love you. Follow Chris at I, letter I, <laughs> truth 98. 
um, I, uh, I I've started messing around with a couple of like designing des- uh, like like de- like uh, uh, visual designer apps or whatever called Canva. By the way, if you if you guys don't want to spend a lot of money on Photoshop or whatever, or you don't know like me, uh, Canva is awesome. So I kind of put his thoughts, his tweets into a pretty little picture and we posted on instagram at touring giants um which so i thank- appreciate by the way and i have noticed i've noticed you you've even had your own sect of 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 detractors based on your graphics on occasion i've seen one or two and i what, what do you mean what, what I, you, I think i we, didn't understand that we, we've reached a new level of of twitter trolling because i've seen a, once or twice on some of your graphics that you've put up of, of my tweets some people have, have criticized your graphic design skills and i just I, I'm really? sort of I at the point it. where I, <laughs> it's hmm. a very light jabs, but uh, for I'm at the go point down a where I'm thinking people are people are just going to attack you for just about anything at this point. Uh, but but you know what? Even after I posted my first one, I added a meme where the the, the Japanese uh, anime kid holds up a butterfly or something, and I said, "Is this?" Is this is this graphic design? I'm clearly I know how bad I am. So if, whatever they want to say about my my skills, I will be I will be honing them and, and making them better. But yeah, it's it's a lot better. Like yeah, your your Twitter account is your own, and I kind of like the fact that I can put something in on a on a photo and and let others enjoy your tweets because I certainly think you're a you're a huge part of the podcast now. And this is for you, Sam. Follow him. Follow him at Culture Podcast. Uh, follow his new adventure with his new new podcast. I cannot wait. Same pod, same pod, just a little bit of a different product. But uh, I think people who have already listened will continue to enjoy. It's the same sort of vibe. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get some new ones as well. Um, yeah, Giuseppe, yes, thanks for joining us, bro. This has been uh, this has been great, man. Giuseppe is is one of the goats. Like when 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 people say he's the goat, he is the goat. Mount Mount Rushmore of Juve creators. Goat emoji. He, yeah. His 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 bald head is up there, number one. I love you so much, brother. Um, follow him at letter G. Just Juve on pretty much every. Uh, you can you can miss the guy. And you know, like I said, I make I make your YouTube channel part of my weekly entertainment when I put my feet up. As a dad, did my duties and everything, and that's my Juve time. Uh, whether it's you're dissecting the news and the newspaper, he, this this guy literally has newspapers in his house where he reads from the newspapers, re, you know, with the you know graphics and everything. He translates the the news in Italian to English, which makes us makes it a lot easier for us non-Italian speakers. Giuseppe, d- dude, you're welcome. You're literally welcome the next the next podcast if you want. Yeah, but I, I love to be here. Huh? You know that uh, whatever you want, uh, ask me and uh, and then I try to, to squeeze it. Uh, uh, I can't do it for everyone. I try to be really av- available, but sometimes it's quite difficult. But if I can, I'm I'm here. Absolutely. Well, 100%. you know what? I know I know you're super busy and we do appreciate that you uh, you decided to make time for us. There was no even like deciding. He just said, of course, you know, uh, thank you. Thank you so much. And a warm up. Can, there was can, there was one thing that I wanted uh, to add also please to do please this do question because I didn't answer I think it's important is that uh, uh, because you asked me what about the future what are the next steps and I don't I don't think about numbers and so on and so on but uh, I opened also a Twitch channel uh, with the same tag Gigi Juve and on Saturday I start with a big big project also sponsored by socials our friends uh, where. Uh, 
what I will do is actually doing a, a jersey battle. Okay, there will be four participants, Juve fans from whatever in the world, four people, semi-final. But the people in the chat, and this is something that is really more interactive uh, on Twitch than on YouTube, is that people in the chat, they will be able to vote immediately who they want in the final and who will be the absolute winner because they will have to speak about their favorite Juve shirt. Okay, that's one thing. Uh, but the most nice thing is that I had two gifts I could choose of, a signed ball or a signed Juve jersey. And I decided that the signed ball will go for the absolute winner of the mm -hmm. competitors. But the signed shirt is randomly to pick up from one of the people in the chat. I really wanted to give the big, big, big gift to people in the chat for all the support. So guys, if you want to, people that are still here and listening to the end, mm -hmm. uh, be there Saturday, 8 p.m. Italian time uh, because you have the opportunity to win a signed shirt. And to explain the, the future, what I want to do with, with Twitch is really doing something totally different. And uh, how can I mix the entertainment of Juve fans around the world uh, by integrating people with interactivity, games, fun, but always around the, the Juve concept that is totally different than on YouTube. That's mm -hmm. what I where I want to go. That's fantastic. So, that's, uh, so 7 p.m. Italian time is uh, 1 p.m. Eastern. Um, 8 p.m. 8 p.m. It was 8, so 8 p.m. Italian time? Okay, I apologize. Yeah, Sorry. So, 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 okay, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11, 11 a.m. Pacific uh, if you're in North America. Uh, yeah, Gi I'll, I'll probably be tuning into that. Giuseppe, let's say, let's suggest, just, you know, let's just entertain the idea. The signed shirt kind of gets lost and gets in the mail and I send you my address. We don't, we don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where that came from, but you know. You know, I'm, I'm really new in that business of things. And when I was speaking with socials, then I realized after making the deal for the, the signed shirt and the signed ball, I didn't even ask something for myself. <laughs> it's crazy, but I, I will have nothing. I don't have a signed shirt at home. So it will be for the chat and not even for you, Farad. But maybe, maybe if mm -hmm. you are live, you, you can you can try to win. That'd, that'd be, one, that'd be yeah. one tough look, though. That'd be one hell of a coincidence if it winds up being. Who, who, who is it signed by, by the way? Uh, it depends of the size of uh, of the shirt because they have a lot of signed shirts in boxes. And then for sure, if you are, I don't know, a medium, maybe it will be mm -hmm. a Chiesa or Dybala. If you are large, maybe it's Ronaldo or whatever. So we little don't know little yet. Little mystery box, little mystery box. Nice. There mystery box on the number of the shirt. And then every shirt has a few signed shirts, like three or four. Very awesome. cool. Giuseppe, no pants. Bonyani, thank you so much for joining us. Thank follow, you. Follow us at Turin Giants anywhere. New drop. I know I've been promising a new drop, but we've been just so busy here. Uh, new shirts coming out soon, so you can look flashy for the summer. The summer is going to be lit, by the way. It's, it's going to be awesome. So um, thank you, guys, boys and girls. Turin Giants podcast, we're out. Thank you. Forza Juve. Forza Juve. Oh, no, no. Hold on. Hold on. I don't want to finish yet. Giuseppe, give us, give us, the, the, give us the goodbye. And as always... Forza Juve. That's there right, baby. Go.